Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I'm Darren and joining me today is just Craig. Just me. Can you share me the screen, Darren? I can't see it, by the way. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, obviously. I always let Martin talk in this bit of the pod, but now he's decided to not turn up today that I'd have to... Talk a little bit more in this bit. Yeah, I'm just sharing it now. Sorry. There you go. Look at that technical problems. There you go. Done. Can you see it? No. <laughs> oh, that's it. Why is it not doing this? There, try that one. There you go. That's it. I can, I can see it now. That's it. Rock and running. It all works until running. you go live, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, we don't have that problem going forward. Thank God. Nice and um, yeah, well, this is just a, uh, a quick one, as it always is at the end of the week. Uh, Martin is working away, and also he's going where, Craig, do you remember? He's going to watch Eurovision. <laughs> he certainly is going to watch Eurovision. Um, I'm not a big fan of Eurovision, but I can't say I'm not jealous. I'm sure it would be quite cool, in all fairness. Um, but that is why he's not here. Is that a good enough excuse? Don't know, might discipline him. Send it to HR. Just, I'm just hoping it don't knock down our subscriber count, knowing that we've got a Eurovision fan in the ranks. I didn't realise he was. <laughs> I didn't realise that was his uh, taste, to be honest. But... It could either, it's, to be fair, it's not his taste. Uh, but <laughs> once a year, he says he can stomach it. But he's he's actually got very good taste in music. I'm going to back him up. Unlike Thomas, whose taste in music is horrendous. I'll take your word for it. I don't know what he likes actually. I'll take your word for that one. Some very very weird stuff. I'm pretty sure, like people unheard of. But hey, he's never heard of the people we like. So. Uh, it is it is what it is but everyone can support music um cool so this is our roundup pod as, as always um and uh first of all we've obviously got sky yeah Wait. so i don't know how many transfers people have got left now i've still got three for example that i haven't used yet I'm, i guess there's a i think the average is somewhere around that two or three so obviously running out of time to use these transfers it's always handy to have some but um just thought I'd put the little um, table up from FF stuff, looking at obviously the whole of the fixture calendar is now available on there. Um, Brighton, obviously the main team at the moment, we're still with five fixtures and a nice entry point on uh, Thursday, potentially for their game with Newcastle. Um, chance to jump on a couple of Brighton players from then. Still got four games at that point where most other teams have got at least either two or three. Um, a couple of other teams, Man United, quite nice as well. Four games, three at home and the away games with Bournemouth. So, and they've still got something to play for at the moment, Man United. So another team to maybe look at. Um, Man City, but there's obviously risks attached with them. They've got a couple of three for ones. I think we've mentioned before at the end on they yeah, we do. that Sunday. Um, so, yeah, some possible moves. Probably the main thing to highlight would be the single game days. And if you haven't got many transfers left, how you best, cover these because I think most of the days a lot of managers have probably got at least one player in it so Liverpool Leicester is one I'm yep. guessing most people have probably got Salah yep. uh, Newcastle Brighton I'm sure there's people that own something in that yep. um, Newcastle Leicester again something in that and then Man United Chelsea something yeah probably Rashford and then Man City Brighton but there's a couple of games in there where you may only have one player and I guess the point is, what happens should your one player not participate for one reason or another? I'm not saying use all your transfers now to double up on single game weeks and to make sure you've got a captain, because obviously that's maybe not the best use. But it's, it's probably something to bear in mind when making your moves now, because 
obviously FPL Spartans joins us um, in the chat quite a lot on here. And I was speaking to him about this uh, privately and what to do with Kieran Trippier, for example, because I've got him and I've got Isak um, for Newcastle right now in Sky. So do I really need both? And Trippier is probably one of my more disposable players, I would say. There's other players I don't really want to lose. Trippier, I'd be relatively happy to lose in Sky. He's not the same asset really in Sky as what he is in FPL. And my plan was to get rid of him fairly soon. And then he highlighted this to me that if, if especially with someone like Isak, who's maybe his minutes aren't quite so secure, I think he'll play a part in all of Newcastle's games, but it's not certainly not guaranteed starts them all. What you're going to do on, as an example, Monday the 22nd of May when Newcastle play Leicester, if Isak's benched for that. Um, and my original plan, although not being concrete, would have probably meant selling Trippier prior to that game. And now I'm reassessing and I'm going to use um, my final transfer and selling Trippier after that game to get either a player from the Brighton Man City fixture on the Wednesday or maybe the Man United Chelsea fixture on the Thursday to get a two for one on Trippier to end the season. Yeah, but just I, I hadn't really considered it like that, but I, I guess it's feasible that Isak probably more so than a Rashford or a um, or a Brighton asset might miss a game or might be benched for a game, um, and then you're potentially going into a single game day with no captain at the end. And so maybe just think about that, if you, especially if you've already got two assets in one of the in one of the single game days. Maybe just hold them both until after that as a as a safety net. So you will see the lineups. Um, and yeah, that that was my piece of advice, I guess you'd call it. Um, say it's not really from me; it's from FPL Spartans because he's the one that told me. But I'll I'll take claim to it on the pod. But uh, <laughs> but um, something I hadn't bared in mind, or yeah. But probably I mean, same for you as well, there, Darren. I know you're sort of given up on the main game, but you obviously got your manager of the month game going on. So yeah, I mean, the ma- yeah, manager of the month game isn't going very well. In all fairness, uh, <laughs> like to be fair, they love the. Annoyingly, every month I, I've played it two months so far since we were were able to, and to, so uh, so far, two two months I've played it, I've actually done quite well and got into the let's say top a hundred, I think. Um, nothing higher, but yeah, uh, this one is going very badly this month. Um, didn't help having minus four points for steel uh, last week. Um, I do have Trippier and Isak uh, in this one. For me, it's a little bit of a different game because obviously we are in May now and that's the end of the season. You know, this takes me right up to the end. But the only thing I'd say about Trippier and Isak is I'm not sure you would get rid of Trippier over Isak because obviously Isak has has that benching possibility, whereas Trippier is a captain and they've got no one to replace him. Uh, the only way Trippier doesn't play is if he's injured in all reality. Um, so that's the other thing to weigh up. If you want a Newcastle asset, you kind of want one that's going to be nailed on. And I think that is Trippier. Um, he hasn't done great in the last five, six games. I've said it in the previous pod, you know, his output's been zero, (laughs) no clean sheets and no assists for him. So you're going through, but at the end of the day, at least he's not being benched. Um, Depends how you view that Chelsea game, I guess. You could bench both for the last day. I don't particularly rate Chelsea defence all that highly right now, so I'm quite happy to play a second away to Chelsea, to be honest, on, on the final game week. But say so I think there's a, maybe an option to move two Newcastle on after the uh, after the Leicester game. Um, I think Man United are arguably the most awkward because at the moment I don't have any, okay. in my society, which is quite unusual. 
Yeah, a couple of times lately, I've debated getting Rashford, and I thought, oh, do I really need to do this? Um, and more to the point, because I'm behind, it just felt like, why am I bringing in one of the most popular players in the game at the end? What's the point? What do I achieve from doing that? So I, 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 I haven't really been doing it. So, yeah, now, but now the entry points aren't necessarily quite so straightforward. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having one for this weekend against Wolves, but we can debate now who the best captain is because possibly on Saturday in Sky, I, I guess most will captain Rashford here. Um, and I say I don't own him. Um, I could just get mad to move Madison to him now. Um, they've got Man United have got four fixtures left, Leicester's three, so I still get a fixture gain even if I do it before Saturday. Yeah, but I think I'd rather play Madison against Liverpool and then do it. Um, how many how many transfers you got? Three. Yeah, I'm just looking now. You know, Fulham Fulham isn't a bad. Bad shout at this minute. They got Southampton to this weekend, and they've got Crystal Palace uh, last game against Man United, obviously. But Fulham aren't terrible, so you know maybe uh, you could if you want if you want a differential, that could definitely score some points. I'm not well set for Saturday. I don't have Kane in Sky. I don't have Watkins in the Sky. Obviously, that fixture could be goals. Villa Tottenham. I haven't got any Chelsea players. There'll be obviously a possible captaincy in that game. So I've got no Man United. I think all I've got at the moment is my two Newcastle players. I'm happy to capture this um, against Leeds because I'm still not overly convinced that Allardyce is the saviour in terms of improving <laughs> the Leeds defence. Nah. So I think there could be goals, but and we obviously get to see the lineups, which is helpful um, to see if Isak starts. I, I think it will come down to that. I don't think I really want to captain Trippier away to Leeds. I think I'd be happy enough to captain Isak, but if. We get team. Well, obviously, we'll get the lineup. So if that comes through and Isak's benched um, against Leeds on Saturday, then I may have to think about doing a move then to get a better captain. Because yeah, I'm not sold on Trippier as a as an F, as a Sky captain at least for for that Saturday game. But I think Rashford probably will be the most popular. I think if I had a choice, I, I'd rather captain Watkins than than Rashford if I had both. Um, yeah. I think I said on Monday that I think I feel like it's a good game for Watkins against Tottenham. So. Yeah, the, the, funny enough, you mentioned that. We'll come on to FPL in a minute, obviously, but uh, you mentioning that did make me uh, swap things up a little bit. <laughs> it's hard because Tottenham changed formation a little bit um, against Palace. They played four at the back. Um, they Historically, they played five at the back under Conte, under Stellini, and then more recently under Mason even. But they went four at the back, played Emerson Royal as an actual fullback and played Porro in midfield. Um maybe not his best position long-term, but I think Royal was an actual right-back used as a fairly defensive right-back was quite good for him. That's his position. They've obviously asked him to play wing-back in under the previous management and he's been playing okay in that role, but it's not really what his strength is. As an out-and-out defensive right-back, like the likes of like a Wan-Bissaka type right-back, I think he's he's probably his best. Mm. So I'm, I'm maybe, having realised that, I think I've maybe gone a little bit more lukewarm on Watkins. I still think it's a good game because Villa will have more of the ball centrally, I think. So we can use that to our advantage in that game. But maybe the, the change of formation to to 4-4-2 or 4-3-3, whatever it is for Tottenham with four defenders is possibly better for them. But um, yeah, we'll see. But I think I'd still like, I wouldn't mind captaining Watkins for, for, for Sky reasons on, on Saturday. And then Sunday is a pretty easy choice of Haaland, isn't it? Away to Everton. It's a no-brainer, I think, the Sunday one. 
having a look at it. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get Sky up on my phone. I was and then tell you what I've got captain so far. Um, for me, I think it sounds very similar to what you just said. Uh, the good thing about I love the thing about Sky is you know with FPL you have to set your captain for the entire game week with Sky you can do it per day. Um, so yeah, I'm on Isak against Leeds, Haaland against Everton, Salah against Leicester, and Isak against Brighton as well. That's, that's a different. Yeah, same, same four at the moment. Yeah, don't think I mean, it's gonna, don't think it's going to change. I think in a position I'm in, you could I could take it on. Don't get me wrong. Like for for, for manager of the month, you know, everyone's going to go Isak for instance. If I went Trippier and he hauled, I gain a little bit. But I don't know. I think I'm too far back in this month. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I've got Alvarez. I'm trying to think about getting rid of Alvarez and, and Steele. Obviously, I might make a goalkeeper change, but I don't know. Haven't haven't decided yet. Well, I'm going to try and do a tactical pod tomorrow, Darren. So Friday release, maybe try and do it in the morning. I, I want to try and look at Brighton in this double. I've, I know I've done a couple of tactical pods around Brighton, but I think this is bearing in mind what just happened when they lost to Everton. And obviously the these two away games, I think in, in FPL especially, I think there's debates amongst people whether they should play their Brighton defenders. Is, is it sort of a trap that you play them because they've got a double over a decent single? What's the, the better strategy? So I'll, I'll go into some thoughts on how I expect Brighton to do, how I expect Arsenal and Newcastle to do against them. Um, so unfortunately, I think the way Everton played isn't really the way that Arsenal and Newcastle generally play. So I don't think if that is the blueprint of how to beat Brighton, the way Everton performed, we're not going to get a repeat, I don't think, in the Arsenal-Newcastle games. But I think there's some still interesting matchups in in this fixture. So I'll hopefully release a tactical pod 20 minutes or so tomorrow. Yeah. Looking a bit more into Brighton, and that might help you with your steel decision, FPL managers, in terms of whether they should play a stupid end or not over like the likes of Luke Shaw or something this week. Um, I can't give you any clear answers now because I haven't properly prepared it yet, but job for me tonight well no i mean that's absolutely fine to be fair i mean for me no no brighton defense it's quite simple i will probably be getting rid of still because <laughs> uh, <laughs> a double or no double uh it's pretty crap um should we move on to fpl uh there's another skypod our teams are on the next oh day, of course so. yeah of course they are that would make perfect sense if i got to send you my yeah just funny you said no brighton defense darren and there's my team with five at the back including two brighton uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I get... yeah i still uh sky or no sky i just think that brighton are set to concede in both games um yeah i can't see it being great for them no, but they're too, I say in Sky terms, they're, they're stupid and especially yep. just too cheap to move. Um, Dunk plays every game passing. and gets passing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's why potentially it's not terrible. You know, he might not get his clean sheet, but he's still going to get probably that passing tier and maybe tackling. You never know. Uh, yeah, I, think, I think it's clear my three players to move. I, say, I think Trippier's not got the upside of others. I think Madison has actually served his purpose not too badly, actually, for me. I got him on a bit of a whim uh, a couple of weeks ago and he's hung around probably longer than he should have, but he keeps chipping away with odd points, odd missed penalties and stuff as well. Don't help, but he, he's, he's not done too bad. And then I think I'll have to sell a Liverpool player late. Um, so I've got three of them that they really play one game towards the end when other teams play three, they're obviously fairly expensive. So I think one of them can be sacrificed to free up funds and 
get a, a fixture gain. So I think they'll be my three players out. Trippier, one of the other Liverpool defenders, and Madison. And I'll probably look to move into some form of 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 to finish the season, I think. So it's not bad, actually, being able to sell defenders now for attacking players where maybe other people at the moment have already in a 3-4-3. And if they want to sell a, sell a Trippier, obviously it has to be for another defender. A bit like you are there, Darren. If you want to sell Trippier now, the, the defenders aren't really the players you really want to be getting in right now. No. Yeah, I've, I've stuck myself with a three formation. And then, yeah, so you've you got the option of going to a Man City or something late on for a three-for-one. But again, can they be trusted right now? They're obviously high upside players, but there's a bit hit and miss who's going to play in Sky and with no bench. Um, it's just always a bit risky. Have they got enough upside to warrant benching one when you're getting them in for like two games? Probably not Not for me. I don't think that... I don't think I want to take that risk that they might be benched in both or even one of the last two games and I lose the, the fixture gain and the point of making a transfer in the first place. So Yeah, that'd be a waste. I think I'm going to leave it. But yeah, there'll be my three players out. I'm hoping... I've made a bit of a jump, actually. I was I dropped to about 12,000 at one point. I think I've got back to about 6,000 in Sky. So okay, possible cool. late push to the top 5,000 is on. Not a great finish, is it? But something to build on. Yeah, but you you haven't played Sky that much, have you? No, not really. No, we're not, and, I, and I, although I used to, like, I kind of, I've always played Sky like FPL, as, as I always say. And so for me, I'm still kind of learning it really properly. Like, it wasn't until I started doing the podcast and you guys were playing it, or Martin and Thomas were playing it properly, is when I started to kind of understand these multiple transfers for like, or transfers for, to, for a player who's got three games opposed to one, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm still learning. Um, you know, I've still, I, my, my worst thing is my transfer management, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to just, on a whim, just get rid of a player when I when I probably shouldn't do. Uh, and I realised, like, the last, doing the manager of the month thing, the one thing I've realised recently is, it's all about the tiers. Like, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very FPL focused and as I want that player because they get, they got, they can score a goal. It's as simple as that. Whereas in Sky, like, Rodri's, probably more valuable than Rashford because Rodri is going to get you tackling, he's going to get you passing and he can get a clean sheet as well, I think, can't he? So, you know, Rodri suddenly becomes more valuable in points per week than Rashford because Rashford doesn't always score. Uh, he certainly yeah. doesn't pass in. And, and that's the kind of mentality I've got to remember next year. And I, and I need to crack my old spreadsheets out and, and plan my transfers. Like, like we have been, like with all of us have been doing recently, like my FPL one I've shown you, I need to do that with Sky because I think not having the plan is what's really costing me. We'll try and do a pod in the summer about learning. So I've got definitely got a couple. I think I've tried to be too smart and go against popular captains too often and it's most of the time not gone well. I've tried to maybe... Pro- I've, I've gone against like Arsenal players because, like you've just said about Rashford, they feel like they could be a two-pointer if they don't score. Yeah. And I've ignored the likes of Martinelli for large chunks of the season who's obviously done well. I've ignored Kane. Um, again... FPL, I think I'm quite good at the balance of having your high-owned players with a few differentials sprinkled amongst them. In Sky, I think I've gone a bit too wild with the punts, I think, and not had enough of the high-owned players. No Newcastle defence for a big chunk of the season. Obviously, they went on a little run. No Harry Kane, consistent source of points. Captains quite a lot as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of learnings like that I think I need to, to take into next season. But I think we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do a pod on it. We've got plenty of time, put it that way. Um, and we might even do it with the new graphics. There you go. See? There we go. Give people a taste. 
Um, cool. So on to FPL, oh, straight into our FPL teams. Um, now, the glaring thing I notice is that you have a lot more doubles. Yeah, I've got four. I've got, um, I've got three. I could have four, but I benched the, the Brighton defender. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily blame you for that. I so that's. I think they're very awkward this week, Brighton defenders. I'm, I'm, I haven't got a massively strong opinion over who's better than who. I think it's almost a 50-50 call personally, I think, between a Duncan and Man United defender. Um, if I had Luke Shaw, I think he's got more upside than Lindelof. So I definitely think I'd probably slightly favour Shaw over Dunk. But Lindelof, I can still see the argument with. Um, I think that's the headaches this week, is defenders. I think most of the attackers probably pick themselves. So... Um, uh, based on your Watkins pun, uh, I don't think Grealish will start the Everton game. Um, potentially, because he well, come off in the European game. Correct. Then he's got he's obviously got another European game, but also in the last couple of fixtures, I mean, he didn't play very well. Uh, he didn't play very well against, I think it was West Ham as well. Um, so he's not had a run of great games in the last three or four. And obviously, yes, he's played the Champions League, therefore. I don't think he'll start against Everton. Um, I think Foden will, potentially. Um, or Alvarez on the left, obviously, can do so. So I've benched him for Watkins. The hard part here now with Man City is obviously that Arsenal is still chasing them in the league. I think they can afford one slip-up and still be OK. But logic would say they just want to get it done. So does that mean get it done... You play pretty much your strongest team against Everton. I mean, um, or do they take the risk here? Obviously, the priority immediately is the second leg against Real Madrid. Yes. So, do they risk a, a weaker team here? Make sure that everyone's fit for Real Madrid, and then reassess for game week thirty-seven. Yeah. Um, I, I think they'll play slightly weaker against Everton. That would be my point. I think Pep think Foden Amares. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love the fact we go weaker and we go Foden and Mares. Yes, <laughs> so weak. Um, yeah, I do. I do think they'll play Grealish the Champions League and leave him for the Everton game. I still think they'll beat Everton, obviously, quite convincingly. Um, but It'd be interesting what Pep does here because obviously last week against Leeds, one, it was a home game and two, they basically sacrificed all of their defensive midfielders and played basically Gundogan, who was supposed to be the, the deepest midfielder and he obviously still got forward and scored two goals. Yeah. Uh, but they found a way to play Alvarez, De Bruyne and Haaland together. The fact Everton are tactically a bit better than Leeds and a bit more likely to come forward than Leeds and it's an away oh, yeah. game. Because I, don't, I don't think he'll be doing something like that again. So I, I, I can't really see a way he plays De Bruyne, Alvarez and Haaland all together again. Even with Rodri, I feel that's probably a bit a bit too much in an away game. Um, mm. Could he play Bernardo in the middle? I think Gundogan doesn't feel like he's had too many rests lately. So maybe he comes out and they play Bernardo with Rodri, um, Mares, Foden, one of De Bruyne or Haaland. It's a back four from Everton, so probably more like to be De Bruyne. But yeah, it's not not so guaranteed what they'll do here. He could just change the two wingers. Yeah, I mean, as, I mean, let's be fair. He's got decent squad depth. None of them are terrible, are they? But let uh, 
let's talk captaincy because uh, FPL Rubber Ducky's in the chat and he's put uh, Trippier captaincy is very risky. No clean sheets in lots of question marks. I mentioned that just now, like Trippier hasn't had decent output in five, I think it is. Uh, no clean sheets or, or returns. But I just really like the look of that of that double for, for Newcastle, Leeds and Brighton. It's the, probably the best double of the week. Um, and I obviously Trippier is their captain. I think he's guaranteed to play both games all the way through unless he gets injured. Obviously, I can't look. There's, there's no hindsight. Um, so I've gone for it over Isak. It's quite simple. Um, but let's be fair. The captaincy could fall to any number of Trent, Salah, Haaland, Rashford even this week. It's it's probably we've waited till game week 36 for the most open captaincy option game week mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, I've seen a lot of polls online. I was talking to someone on Twitter this morning um, and I've seen a lot of polls online where people have asked, like, who's your captain? And it's a real even spread. It's the majority, but coming in next is like Haaland, Salah and then and then Trippier, a few. And, you know, even people have thought about Matoma, for instance, but that's not for me. Um, is your captaincy set, or are you? Have you? Is it just your team there? No, it's, well, it's very likely I do Watkins to Isak as my transfer this week. Okay. Um, so that would be Isak coming in and captain. Um, my my big decision. So I've still got a triple captain to use. So um, yeah, yeah. Now, so this week, next week, I've both got doubles. My issue with next week is that obviously one of the doubles is Man City. I imagine Haaland's going to have a be captain by every man and his dog next week. His, his EO will probably be around 200% like it was last week against Leeds. So obviously if he scores 20 points that week and I triple captain him, I get 20 points on everyone else. But when I was sort of holding on to the triple captaincy chip, when everyone else used it, my intention was not to just stick it on a popular captain and just get that one times extra lot of points. Yeah, I wanted to be a bit different. Now, again, I've got options next week because Rashford's got a double, for example. So I could just go completely against Haaland and go triple captain Rashford next week for the Man United double. But again, that's risky because with Haaland being so popular, if he does do well and I've not even captained him, my triple captain could score less than everyone's normal captain with Haaland. And what you've just said around the diversity of captains this week feels like he's be- I'm better playing it this week. Captain Haaland with everyone else next week and stay with the pack, if you want to call it that. I'm still very much in line to finish top 50k if I have a good couple of weeks. So this feels like the week to be a bit a bit more dangerous with a triple captain. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not completely set or I'll use it on. Um, at the moment, I am slightly favouring Isak. I know what you said about tw- um, Twitter polls and things, but that's only such a small portion of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so his ownership overall in the game, Isak, might only be 20% or something this week. I I still fully expect all of the algorithms and stuff or the official releases after the game week is underway to say that Haaland's the highest CO captain, probably followed by Salah. Um, so Isak, if I can get him at an EO of around 40-50%, probably so, not a bad sort of area to have a triple captain on someone. And the thing you associate with Leeds and Brighton is they're two defences that can concede goals. Yeah. So you put yourself in the, into the lottery, don't you, and hope. Um, equally, especially Brighton, you never quite know what you're going to get with them. Um, they got, actually got it wrong and exposed against Everton. Will that happen again in both of these doubles? Probably not. You think the Zerbi's got is fairly switched on to be a bit more on the ball with things, but they do. They are attack first team. I think Brighton. They so are. They will give you chances. Yeah. 
Um, and Leeds, obviously, again, Allardyce has been brought in to, for results. I think his normal way of getting results is to keep things tight and look for the 1-0. But to win 1-0, they still need to attack and score some goals. So if they may leave leave openings for, for Newcastle. So it just feels wrong, I think, to triple captain someone, especially in a double game week and not put it on a player with a double. So I think by that process of elimination, I think my likely move is what is Watkins to Isak then triple captain Isak. And that gives me the right money next week to do Gakpo to Bruno Fernandes, which I think is probably what I'll look to do next week when, say, Man United have got a double. So that's where I'm hedging, but I haven't committed to anything yet. Yeah, Robert Ducky said Salah's probably the highest scorer this game week. I guess against Leicester he could be. I mean, they are away. Liverpool's away form hasn't been blistering. Um Sorry, yeah, yeah, Liverpool's away form hasn't been blistering, but yeah, he definitely will be a high-owned captain this week, Salah. It's what do you trust more, right? And Leicester likely to improve, or Liverpool? What, what's yeah, what's the more likely to happen? Leicester have looked not great defensively in the last. It's Dean Smith's come in really, got outplayed a bit by when was Everson amazing on the Monday night? Who was that against? Uh, no, who did they play Monday? Yeah. They had that game. They had that game on a Monday. They got outplayed. They they could have conceded three or four in that game. Forest, then obviously, was it Forest? Yeah. There's just, there's just been a handful of games lately with Leicester defence, but I think the EO, the expected goals of the opposition, the XG even of the opposition, has been quite high. And you like to think Liverpool have got the attackers to take advantage of that. So, I think I said when we did our pod on Monday that I'd rather captain Salah than Haaland this week if it was one or the other. So, of the single game week players, it probably is Salah is the best, I would say. But when you've got double game weeks for good teams with they're playing against defend defences that are prone to conceding goals, I think it's quite hard to to, to go against this. Second. This isn't a Burnley or Watford situation, is it, with a double game week? No, no, Christ, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I... As I said to Thomas, I think yesterday, or maybe it was both of you, all of you guys. Uh, for me, it's um, I'm what in the top five hundred or six hundred k, five fifty maybe. Um, what's the difference in finishing three fifty or six fifty? There's not really much for me. So you know, Trippier punt on Trippier. All it takes is maybe him to actually score a free kick or get an assist and and a clean sheet or two and. You know, he's going to get a decent amount of points there. So, is it a punt though, Darren? If Trippier's EO comes Saturday, is higher than Isaac's, which I think it could be. Let, I, I accept. You think so? I don't. Yeah, well, Trippier's ownership now is about 50%. Isaac's is about 15, 20. So, Trippier's going to have a higher ownership overall. Now, same, less captains, I'll give you that. But yeah, in terms of ownership, it'll be, Sorry, Isaac yeah, will be lower. Yeah, you're talking captaincy, not um, not ownership. Um, yeah, good point. Maybe it's not. But I still, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not easy. I say, I think this is a good it's week. Not, it's a really big game week. Like, I wish every game week was this hard. Then it might be a bit more open. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Next slide. Well, I think that's it because uh, we will I was, be. I was do a little celebration. Then we ain't got no gaffer slides. That's a bit harsh on the gaffer game, right? It, it, it's finished. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So I should celebrate, really. Oh, right. Yeah. We've got the end of pod silence. So I was say, yeah, no, up. yeah, absolutely. We, we <laughs> the end of pod silence. Um, yeah, gaffer finished. Sad times. Um, 
But hey, you know, Blackburn missed out by goal difference only on the playoffs, which sucked. That uh, goal you conceded to the goalkeeper in the 95th minute recently, wasn't it? Was that the difference in the end? Was that against you? A goalkeeper scored against you on a, uh, a Coventry goalkeeper? Oh, that wasn't, I don't think that was against Blackburn. Yeah, so, something happened with it. Obviously, I don't keep... Yeah, Will, Will Wilson, the Coventry there. keeper, scored, but I didn't know that was against us, actually, that week. Um, bloody hell, I can't even remember now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the problem with Blackburn is we had too many draws. Literally, we just drew everything. So many draws for this season. Um, couldn't turn them into wins. Then we lost form at the very end. Um, we were losing to Millwall 3-1 on the last day of the season. And then, obviously, we won 4-3. But Sunderland also won against Preston quite convincingly. And that was the difference. You know, if Preston beaten Sunderland, we would have been in the playoffs, which I didn't think was going to happen anyway. Um, there was a very small chance. And at one point, I thought, my God, it could actually happen. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you know, now we've lost Brevet and Diaz as well. So, uh, again, next year, it's going to be a, a difficult season. Blackburn, I think you'll find again. Um, not what you want in May, is it? Already fearing, not fearing the worst in terms of relegation. I'm not saying it's as bad as that, but you want to go into the new season with, with some confidence and, op- and optimism, don't you? And the fact you've yeah. lost your best player doesn't really put we've you in that mindset. Yeah, we've lost our best player. I mean, obviously, Dak, Dak is fit and then not fit. So I don't really know what will ever happen with him. It, he's just not got a season in him anymore. He's, he's shot to pieces. We don't have that much money. And also it all depends on John Dal Thomason as well. Like he came in and he's done a really good job, I think, uh, as manager. But bigger clubs want him, allegedly. Um, and he might make the jump. And if he does, then we've got to get another new manager as well. And then that's back to square one in reality. You've lost your key player. You've lost a decent manager in, in John Dal Thomason. And then um, that's it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. But we do have some young, decent youngsters and, and stuff. So it's not all bad. We did, uh, you know, we signed uh, Schmodix uh, in the summer and he's turned out to be pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's as bad as relegation. <laughs> but um, it definitely, I, I, I don't know if we'd push playoffs. I'd like, I need to see the recruitment for the summer. But we, yeah, for, yeah, for summer, we've got no money. <laughs> Let's say for your sake that you uh, pull it back. So we lost Grealish and obviously had to go through a, a period of transition and we've come out the other side. Massively. Too bad. Yeah, so, uh, managed to get a decent manager and uh, yeah, you, you did some really good recruitment. I expect you to do some really good recruitment in January, in all fairness. There's more coming in the summer. I, January, I, mean, I mean summer, I meant summer, not yeah, January. We've got quite a few coming in. Marco Asensio has been linked now and a few other, the guy, Agate from... Um, the Uruguayan defender, is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we've had a few. Yeah, been linked with a few today. So, I thought he was Uruguayan. I don't know. Do you know He's what? Winger, isn't he? End of the pod. I'm gonna have a look on my phone. U G A R T E. I think it is, isn't it? Uga. Yeah, the Lisbon guy. Uh, Uruguayan, yeah. yeah, I am right. Yeah, acceptable. Hang on. Uh, Liverpool's pursuit of Manuel Ugarte. Oh, he is a midfielder. My apologies. I thought he was a defender. Um, but I was interested to know if uh, what um, nationality he was. Yeah, he might be coming to us, apparently. We've been linked with him and Asensio from Real Madrid. So... He is Uruguayan. I was right. He is the same player. I just got his position wrong. There you go. I was going to say, I'm pretty good with me. I'm pretty good with me world football. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I knew he was Uruguayan. Uh, just got his position wrong. Never mind. Um, cool. Well, look, just over the half hour mark. Fantastic pod, as always, Craig. 
holding the fort yeah. for Martin, <laughs> living up his Eurovision. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back probably Monday or Tuesday with our with our normal fixtures pod. Yeah, uh, will we? Or is it? Oh, or will we? Or is there still games going on? Uh, well, it's double game week, isn't it? So the games go on till mid next week. But we we will do a pod of some kind. Um, ready for the weekend next week. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool. All right, mate. Well, appreciate it. Uh, speak to you in a bit. Yeah, see you later. Hi, everyone.